backlap didn't come through at all, by the way. Well, it came through for me. Welcome to Skullhunter Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is your all-in-one shop for which you want to start your podcast. What are you waiting for? Get started. Anchor.fm or download the Anchor app. Uh, today, we got your host, truly, uh, me, Jordan. And we got another guy. We got Joseph. Then we got Charles. We got the boys. What's up, everybody? How, how are we doing? It's a beautiful uh, March 28th. And uh, nothing happened last night. No, nothing, nothing happened. So how you, how you guys do? Joseph, um, you know we're we're all excited. It's been a week. We uh, we didn't do the podcast. We all had better things we had to do. Um, how how's how's your uh, week been? Well, I found out how much I owe in taxes to the government, and um, well, let's just say I hate this country about in U.S. dollars six grand more than I did before uh see with the way that i was getting paid the the pay wasn't taxed so i would get all of it which meant i should take some of this money put it away into a separate account so when tax season rolls around i got the money there ready to go and i mm -hmm. and i and i estimated it based off how much i owed last year here was the problem i just barely made it into the next tax bracket which meant that the amount that I had to pay was substantially more. So that sucked. That sucks. That's that sucks a great deal. Uh, and I'm only saying that because you consider yourselves warned. Uh, find out what your tax bracket is and make sure that you're ready for it. I was like, okay, I I, I got it, but it's still not exactly um, uh, the, the 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 happiest news uh, to to report. I just want to get that one out of my system under understandable yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um the the whole the whole job prospect thing uh it's 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 getting close to where i need to be uh i did do sure. some work for my first client so technically i'm back at working everyone give a round uh, of applause yeah, yeah. thank you only only a couple of hours but it's a it's a slow ramp up as i said before and then i'm just waiting for a couple of other of those prospects to to come through one of them is very promising uh and it might even like i was mentioning could result in uh, making my way to uh, Florida. Oh man, would I love to do that? Especially because I just despise my country. <laughs> right now. I, was, I, was, I was at a, a friend's house yesterday. We were watching the World Cup qualifiers. It was Canada versus Jamaica. I was cheering for Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Well, uh, it wasn't a good day for them though, because they're actually they were here in Toronto playing on uh, on on a soccer field, and it was freezing, and that's that was not an environment for them respectfully they were just not used to those kinds of conditions so they were so disjointed of the four goals that were scored on their net they were responsible for one of them <laughs> so another wow. sympathy for team jamaica just not not a not a, a situation for them that they, I, I don't know what it was but they weren't even wear uh, they, they couldn't even wear like long johns you know they, they got like they still had to have their shorts on they had like thermals for the top so some of it was was protected, but no, nah, I, I I got on the bus to go to my friend's house and I felt I deserved a reward just for getting through it in, there in the cold. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's been a it's been a, a heck of a journey, definitely like a really unique time in my life to see, like, you know, what do I have uh, available to me? What are my avenues and, what, and what's really out there? One of the ones I like. I think back on now, even within the context of the last like month and a half is how, yeah, like, how excited I was for like the transcribing thing. 
and then how quickly that seemed to fall to back burner because there's that first initial spark of inspiration and excitement going oh this thing's great and then there's there's a reality check where i realize how difficult the work actually is um how limiting it is when you think about what you're actually going to be doing and uh how much of of a priority it is compared to all of these other things that I'm trying to make a priority as well. So I reflected on that and thought, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that was me being excited. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. We'll be making that mistake again. Uh, well, so you, uh, you said you did your first job. Now, can you say what the company or who the company was with or no? Not or you would just prefer gonna, not to. I'm, I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it on the on the DL just until okay. like things ramp up a little bit because we're not even talking like three hours in total so far. I only did a couple of hours to review some of this content, and we got to meet up this week, so uh, it's re it's been really ex exceedingly slow. Um, okay. But you know, I, I I look back on it and I definitely now agree with the make sure you have something lined up before you quit camp. Uh, I, I, I now from now on will support that endeavor. Um, but and on the flip side, I've also really made peace with what it's like to be a freelancer. And this to me is the start of how things are going to um, ramp up for the next foreseeable future until I become a published author, which is now my my main goal is secure a bunch of work you know, have my plate full, but still be on the lookout for new work see if i can you know find a way to get into a higher paying position and then over time churn out the the lower um paying ones you know don't want to disrespect to anybody in in particular but you know time is valuable i've only got so much of it and uh, you know there's i'm i'm spending i would spend the same amount of energy to be compensated for this when i can spend the same amount of energy to be compensated for for a lot more so yeah it's, yeah. Been, it's been an interesting time i've made sure i put some time into starting to work on my e-commerce store um because there are ways to sell that don't involve having to like run a website because you can do selling through ebay you can do selling through amazon mm -hmm. so that's one of the things i put some time into about uh, working making my brand uh, work uh, sorry like sorting my brand out uh, making sure that it's consistent across the platforms. So putting time into that, putting time into writing, like spent a whole day just like writing a book. Love doing that. Nice. Uh, I, I really, really had a blast doing it. And so you know, I'm really looking forward to being in a situation where I can do that again. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I was at the Oscars yesterday and uh, well, this guy on stage, he, he made fun of my wife and I thought it was pretty funny uh, that I looked over and she didn't find it funny. So I went up on stage and I insulted, uh, assaulted him front of everybody hey. oh i'm sorry i confused myself with somebody else that was man i i, I wonder i wonder who i wonder who um silly of me i i can't believe i let that happen dude it it, it happens to the best of us it, you know the will the willpower it will take will be <laughs> it'll it's just it is what it is you know but hey we gotta be the rock here though we have to be we have to be the rock in the stone uh, like Chris Hemworth once said, you know, you gotta be the stone to my steel. <laughs> Before... You wanna be, you know, uh, Oscar Wilde, but you don't wanna be Wild Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, if you're a limited meme, it works. It works. We're actually diving into that a little bit uh, here in a minute. Um, now, I real fast wanted to state this. Um, 
So my week has been great. Uh, I actually been in the sense of more productive than any other week this month has been. Uh, we almost made our full move over to Twitch finally. Uh, so we're able to put more hours in. We're already almost uh, partner or not partnered. We're halfway to partner already. We just need to fit the requirements. We're halfway to affiliate and we're halfway to community already in just a short time period. So that's been great. Um, I actually was able to uh, Nubu. Uh, I worked with this company before. Well, they reached out again and uh, they sent my household pretty well. A bunch of headphones so we can all uh be shot with these brand new uh fancy wireless headphones it's super great i actually got a uh, pink one it's on my floor in the background but i got a pink one for Brittany. i got a green one for me and then i got the prototype that i get to test out and then we'll give to a fellow family member that needs them uh so it's been it was really nice of them so i thought that was cool they don't ask anything in return they just want to you know deck me out with some swag and i appreciate that um, so that was a little cool experience. I spent uh, $10 on a can of blow off. Um, it's a can air and it's called blow off and it was $10. I'm, I'm thinking about it though. $10, dude, $10. <laughs> you want to end up freaking suffocating and dying? Cause I know what that stuff will do to you and you'll freaking be dead before you get to the hospital. <sighs> I spent ten dollars <laughs> on can air. Okay, that's where I'm at. I spent ten dollars on a can air, dude. It sucks. Um, no, it's... it doesn't. It blows. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> just trying to but... let off some uh, some some hot air. I understand. Decompress. Hey, you know, just just don't do what you did the other night. Don't don't come up on stage, man. Just stay back. <laughs> Just stay back, man. Well, keep my I I can't even do the quote. You know the crazy thing? Well, uh, spoiler alert, I'm actually on Will Smith's side. Say by the way. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We're gonna dive way into that because yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a yeah, lot yeah. to talk about there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but we're just we'll, you know, giving you guys a little hint of what's good to come from the podcast. Uh but we do wanna let a Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be will good. Um, but we're gonna cut it over to Charles because he has uh, some big things to talk about for the Halo series that came out. We talked about a few episodes ago, and Charles just wants to you know give us that little teaser since he did not let us into his uh, private paid for account of uh, what 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 was it? What what was it named? Like Pixar or whatever it came out of. Uh, yeah, he didn't give it to us. We asked, and he just we said no. I want to keep it for myself, okay. Charles. Well, tell, tell us tell us about the halo tell about your halo well i'll say this much i did enjoy watching it i was saying i i think it's still peeved off about the whole freaking ak and freaking in the mp5 and fucking halo thing but um pretty much all i'm thinking all i'd say that figuring out because of how certain characters were freaking portrayed in the whole thing i it didn't really bother me that much I think of one character they freaking already made me freaking hate him, even though he was one of the characters I actually like in the games. Simply just because of how they freaking have what they're do, doing with this character and everything. But the one thing, other than the fact that this series is starting to make me freaking remember freaking the bullshit from Halo 5, which I still freaking cannot get over, the one motherfucking thing that pissed me off about the whole fucking thing, the first episode, let alone. And this is a freaking huge-ass spoiler, by the way, for anybody who hasn't seen it at this point. Freaking throw it in. Freaking... Everybody knows the Master Chief never takes his freaking helmet off. <laughs> These scumbag motherfuckers had 
He never takes his helmet off on on camera. Yeah. Because I think there was like a, that that shot at the very end of the first Halo where like yeah. you just see the back of his head for like a second. In Halo Four, when if you get to if you beat it on Legendary, you yeah. So so he does it, but the player is never supposed to see the the, the character's face because it's supposed to be the player. What he looks like in the books, but freaking. You know, and I and there was a picture they did for Christmas one time that showed the back of his head. Out to that, they never freaking show what Master Chief looks like, and these freaking assholes, it turns out, don't never even played the motherfucking games ever. For some reason, freaking had to take his helmet off in the first episode just to freaking get convince the freaking god of an insurrectionist leader that he could be trusted and give a wide open shot to freaking put a freaking three round burst in his freaking fat forehead because she was holding a battle rifle. Unless the battle rifle was fully out of, like, the DMR, like, the one dude had. Okay, but question, no. Did we see the Master Chief's face? Yes. Ooh. Okay, that's, um... This is why you don't pre-sign a, uh, season two for a show that hasn't even got season one done. Um, I have a feeling that will actually make a lot of Halo fans pretty pretty mad because that's like the whole thing you don't see the face so you don't have to worry about trying to make it the way everyone uh sees him so oh there's was actually build up to it but just revealing it just out of the blue just so freaking this dot insurrection this freaking girl freaking will trust him and freaking i gave an open shot to shoot him in the face Some people and on top of that, that the character these freaking people ruined Freaking Captain Keys, turn him into a freaking asshole. <laughs> and dude, this is can- canon, right? This is canon. No, I don't think it is. I think it's like an alternative narrative. It's like an alternative narrative. That's one of the fr- one okay. thing that's redeem redeem about the series that it's non-canon. Thank God. Okay, okay. I'm about to say if they're doing that bad of a job, I can't imagine why Halo, the creators of Halo, would just let this happen, being like. I get it. Let's do it. You guys know who Captain Keys is, and probably so, yeah. whoever watches, if you've played Halo, you know who Captain Keys is. This they had this motherfucker willingly go along with one to shoot a fucking sixteen-year-old. That's because she's a rebel. Orders are orders. That's and for some reason, when we see Cortana in this episode, she's not a freaking AI. She's a freaking human that holds it as a freaking in a pod. In a lab! What? And for Dude. some reason, Miranda Keys isn't a freaking fleet officer! How Miranda is Katana Curvage? She's freaking working a science lab, for fuck's sake! I wouldn't get your hopes up. Really? I mean, I haven't seen it, but I'm just, I'm just assuming. It's... Charles, tell me, tell me the Curvage. Like, tell me, tell me when to stop. Is it like, All we see is a freaking head, Jordan, and she's not even freaking, as far as I know, she's... You know what? Just... For some people, the head is all you need, I guess. <laughs> I don't... I don't she's really... She's bald, for that matter. What? She's bald? You know what? Maybe, maybe it's... cancer. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and literally, the freaking girl freaking... When Master Chief figured to find in his Spartan team, fire team, freaking find a relic, this... Thing is, what triggers Master Chief to start having memory flashes of his life before he was taken by the UNSC to be, cut, be made turned to a Spartan and everything. I'm thinking for some reason they recreate, they re, do a whole fucking redo of fucking Halo 5's bullshit. Chief, 
freaking does a complete U-turn in a pelican, freaking just flies off with a freaking interactionist girl. And when I seen this, I was like, this is literally Halo 5 all over again! I have a question for you, Charles, but I want to wait until you've... You Exhausted. Know. Yeah. I want to make sure you've gotten the full rant out of your system first. I take that as a yes. So I my I talked to my mom about like what she's watching on Netflix, and she says she watches The Witcher. And I asked her, would you be interested in playing The Witcher games? And she says, no, 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 no way, no way. She just wants to watch the show. So for her, The Witcher is not a funnel to turn fans of the TV series into fans of the game series. It's just going to be its own thing. And I, and, I, and to its credit, I think The Witcher actually works fine as a standalone product. I think it's got enough of that, like, that that gruesome Game of Thrones kind of fantasy vibe to it that it could just... If there was no game series, it would... I would still think, oh, yeah, no, okay, that seems like a, that seems like a, a TV show with actors and script and stuff. I would have any problem with it, and I don't. But my question to you is, what purpose do you think... Even if you think it's the it's the worst idea in the world, and it's just come up by a bunch of um, um, uh, marketing executives who are out of touch with reality, but what do you think is the role or the purpose of this Halo series, TV series? Good question. Make money to get Thank people you. thinking what subscribe to Paramount because this is an IP that people have been wanting, including especially me for for the longest time. I've been freaking wanting a freaking live action movie or so, something like that, freaking. But Halo, they freaking started this shit on this thing freaking years ago with freaking completely different people. If you guys know who Neil Blomkoff, whoever it was, is. Like, you know, Halo yeah, Man, well, if you look up that freaking light film that they have on YouTube. Oh, uh, uh, oh God. Oh, he's like, he's one of the, he's one of the best sci-fi filmmakers uh, there is. Uh, District 9, Elysium, Chappie. And that thing had a lower budget than this goddamn TV series. Yeah, yeah, Jordan, I know, I know movies aren't really your, your, your wheelhouse. They're, like, kind of a wheelhouse for me. Maybe part-time, on and off. You know, we have a fling once in a while. But, like, District 9 is one of the best sci-fi movies. Uh, and and I remember in, in our, in our pre-recording chat, uh, you mentioned that you prefer, like, documentaries. Mm -hmm. But what you might like about District 9 is that it's it uses the documentary format as a way to frame the events of the movie. So, eventually, the documentary stuff fizzles out to focus on the actual narrative but it uses the documentary format to uh, ground this story about alien visitors who are um derelict and poor and they have to like live among the slums so ama amazing film that's that's my recommendation for you okay district nine it's i will definitely check it out it's freaking ridiculous that you could tell if you haven't seen the first episode you could clearly tell what a freaking cgi was being used but it's sad when this freaking multi-million dollar freaking series is done by Paramount freaking has all this shit issues with it. Got this low bunch of crap on YouTube looks way better. Well, and I think... The trailers they used for freaking the other games. Well, I think the reason why it was better was because it was made by true Halo fans. And they knew what others would want. And I think that's why it ended up doing so much better in that sense versus these guys who are probably like we need to get people to subscribe to Pan panama or whatever the hell it's called Paramount. yeah what, what he said um and it probably that was their idea being like what could we do halo infinite just came out or in this sense it's coming out 
let's try to get Halo involved. And then they make the series and then they hoping that it gains subscribers. And it obviously did because here you are, you did it. I was considering on doing it. And then I said, maybe not adding more subscriptions to my true bill account will help. There's, there's oh, one other point to, to be made as well is that with the way um, the film and TV industry works, everything is on a tight deadline because bringing in your your animators your producers your your audio guys your 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 touch-ups your cg all of that is immensely expensive because you're paying these people's salaries to come in each day and do this so they're on a time limit mm -hmm. so when you see like i remember uh, uh funny enough um because uh, we talked about the witcher for a second um henry cavill who he had to grow a mustache for one movie. I can't remember what it was, but Justice he had League. to come back and do. What was that? Justice League. Thing. No, 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 no. That's what I'm getting to. He he had to grow a mustache for something else completely, which I don't think was a super movie at superhero movie at all. But the Justice League, to uh, to what you're saying, they had to do a bunch of reshoots, and so Henry Cavill, he can't. He's, he's by contract. He can't shave the mustache. He has to keep it on. So they had to CG his face, and it turned into a meme. And they are, they were just mocking like what seems to be a pretty simple task, completely botched. Now, I I'm gonna side with the artists. I'm sure the artists could have done it. Maybe there was too much oversight. Maybe they didn't have enough time. But typically, when you see how people can make a superior quality product for an inferior budget on YouTube, the one advantage that they have is time. No one's uh, got a gun to their head they can do this on their free time when they're relaxed and they're not stressed out they're not dealing with office politics and they can just focus on it they, they can put it out whenever they want so that will invariably result in better quality uh content even if it does take less money and it, and, it, and it speaks to just like the the broader problem that you know art is supposed to be a format whatever form uh, art that may take that really should be above time and should be above uh, deadlines. And it's usually not. And, and a lot of art suffers for it. No, that that's really true. Um, now, is there any, uh, any last like rants or anything we want to go on with uh, the Halo side? Uh, I can't really talk as much with a lot of movies because I don't sit down. I don't take time and actually watch movies often besides like horror stuff. Um, so... If you guys have any more final thoughts on this, um, personally, I think all the AKs are fine. Bring them in, the Halo. You know, we we still use Lugers, like our uh, uh, pre-recording of the podcast is, you know, people use whatever guns they can find in war. It's war. You can grab a pebble and use it as a weapon. All I know, all I know is that apparently from what people are saying, since there are people who have already seen the second episode that comes out later this week, that the second episode is apparently a freaking fail episode. Um... All I know is that, like, like, and I just hope that they figure out after this bullshit they pulled in this first episode that this freaking series freaking doesn't go downhill like most other freaking series like I could do because freaking a lot of people, especially me, freaking looking forward to this, and they freaking pretty much just blew the whole load in freaking one episode for the most part. Yeah, when you stated that uh, Master Chief pulled off his helmet, you could see his face. It would have been so much better if they pulled it off and you couldn't see his face. If they were to just pull it, off, pull it off, we already know what the back of his head looks like. Boom, just do that. Like, pull it off. You only see it from the back of his head perspective. 
and you can finish going out that i feel like that would have been a better role and that would have helped guide halo's fans um i, I think feel it was, like that was a big too, mess with up. the mandalorian that it i mean eventually his face is revealed in that but it takes some time and you know yeah. he does spend like the majority of it being a, a masked character yeah and you know done. what they said they decided yeah. to blow the whole load in the first episode but now as a as a creator um as a creator though would uh, would that mean they have something even bigger boiling in the background that might draw those people back in or did they completely mess up and obviously we'll find out next week uh whenever you watch the next episode because now you're like a little news reporter uh you're gonna give us a little sprinkles of it but um yeah no, go ahead. I don't think it make it better if they freaking reveal the Arbiter, and it better be voiced by the same motherfucker that voiced him in the games, and if they saw Sergeant Johnson. Sergeant Johnson would be interesting. Uh, the Arbiter, I don't feel like they're going to get the same voice actors for. Honestly, um, the dude who had his keys, I thought was going to be Sergeant Johnson. They might be able to get him. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what were you going to, what were you going to say, Joseph? No, no, that was it. Just Keith David, voice of Arbiter. Oh. I think they get him. Yeah, that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, so far, uh, let us know what you guys think of the new Halo series. Uh, if you've had a chance to watch it, or if you have a buddy who watched it, ask them well, what they would rate it as from a uh, 1 to 10. We would love to hear your feedback. Um, now, seven. some some people, you would you label it as 7? So far. Okay, that I mean, you know, that's still pretty good. That's still pretty good that you would label it a seven after just going on that rant. So you know, that's 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 pretty good. You know, good good job. I went into it with low expectations. I'm still freaking irritated about some yeah. of the stupid ass shit that they did with it, but freaking, I'm still hopeful. Now I will I will say this though, like the one thing that I did catch from the trailer and everyone else have memed it about was the like Silverado uh sitting in the side uh the suburban just sitting there dusted up but still looks brand new like that that's something i stopped actually thinking about i'm going i kind of understand why they're upset like you would expect if there's a course there it would be broken down modded up or something like that it's just an old 19 uh 1990 uh suburban just chilling and you're like really <laughs> so i i actually time when i understand why people are mad about this i kind of get it now um but uh so we teased it enough though uh so last night was oscars you know uh a lot of, a lot of good things happened uh that night there was a lot of uh a lot of, you know slapping around going around um so yeah uh, obviously we spoiled everything if you haven't seen the oscars you are off social media and why are you listening to this um but the oscar uh will smith might have uh, slapped uh chris rock and some people say it's fake some people say it's real so let's go through that real quick do you think it was real do you think it was fake i guess let's let's do that because you know it's the oscars i'm gonna go with real because okay. I am constantly skeptical about you know what's real and what's fake, and I'm and I'm and I'm pretty well uh, into uh, many uh, conspiracy theory. So I'm I'm taking a break on 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 this one. I'm like, okay, no, this this straight up happened. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't care to try to uh, uh, 
disassemble this one. If they prove it, okay, fair enough. But no, as far as I'm concerned, it uh, it was a real deal. Okay, Charles, real or fake? Well, this is a fucking WWE, so unless it's fake, uh, these guys freaking had the whole thing planned out, freaking a pretty show Will Smith bitch slapped freaking Chris Rock. Okay, now, I'll say this, I thought it was fake at first, and hear me out, this is why I thought it was fake. Throughout, I went back to listen to the whole entire, uh, whenever Chris Rock got on stage, couldn't hear anyone in the audience, couldn't hear anyone. The minute he mentions a joke to Will Smith about his wife, you all of a sudden can hear him laughing. All of a sudden, you hear his laughter, crystal clear. You hear, ha, 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 And I'm like, uh, sus, a little sus, you know, we'll call him the emergency meeting. Uh, Charles appeared on my screen, it was terrifying. Um, but called the emergency meeting, I'm like, hey, there's some sus things going on. And then it was, he's laughing at it, having a good time. And then he gets up on stage. No one stops this man. No one stops him. The cameras are freaking out going, oh! you know, so it's as like everything was like staged in perfect air shots and stuff. Maybe they don't move, you know, it's our day and age or lazy. And then just gets on stage, slaps him, walks away. Now, <laughs> no, you're, you're gone. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I remember seeing something where like a black thing covered, like appeared on screen right when Will Smith slapped him, and it only disappeared as he walked away. Yeah, there was a there was no uh, black screen in all the clips I've seen of it. Um, it was just a solid. You see him from the back and it's just boom. Um, <laughs> it was just a boom slap. Um, but that was one of the big reasons I thought it was fake at first was the the laughter. Why is it you can only hear his laughter that I only think, one I think time? I know what might have happened with that one. So I think that might be as they're live editing and they're going from camera to camera, they might switch the camera over to where uh, Will is, but they might not have switched the audio because the audio would typically be on the presenter. Mm -hmm. So they might have switched the camera and switched the audio knowing that he's going to do uh, a Jada Pinkett uh, you know, he's Jada, love you. So they switch. Okay, he's talking to them now. Let's switch over to them. Maybe we can get their their laughter on uh, on camera. Maybe they were close enough to it. So that that is a bit of a a stretch, in my opinion. Like I I think I'm stretching with that explanation. Yeah, but I do think it is plausible. See, but that was I. That's why I was like, is is this fake? And I was like, if it is, it was a great. Yeah, it, it they did a great job with it because. Well, the Oscars have been losing ratings year after year. This you is know. what started my conspiracy. I'm like, they're, they've been low on ratings constantly. No one sits down going, let's watch the Oscars tonight. I can tell you this year, uh, next year, there's going to be a lot of people watching the Oscars. Yeah, 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 it's true. It's true. I'm gonna uh, also, watch it. <laughs> quick, quick uh, shout out to my, uh, my, my fellow uh, conspiracy theory uh, people. Um, many of whom are like, this is just a distraction from something that's going on in other parts of the world. Um, there's a certain, there's a certain, there's war, and then there's, yeah, and then there's also a certain thing going on with a certain laptop by a certain son of a certain former vice president. So there's, there's some very, like, important things going on in the news, and everybody and their mothers are talking about this. And we're freaking talking about it, too. Yeah. So I at least want to, like, take a moment to go, eh, uh, it, it, you know, there's more important things, but we're all fixating on this because that's who we are. We like to focus on these things and uh, not those things. I myself, I focus on both. And actually, me, I find this more like um like a 
like a respite, you know, like a chance to like, well, I can just talk about something, you know, to, uh, yeah. a, a mainline for a little bit before I go back into my rabbit hole. So yeah. just wanted to acknowledge my, my, my people, but uh, back on back on subject. Ah, you know, that didn't go too far off subject. We're, uh, we're still conspiracy theories a little bit. Um, so when, uh, that's where I thought it was fake. Now, where I thought it was true, and when I actually started believing that, okay, maybe it's true now, is the speech when Will won the Oscar. Uh, I would say spoiler alert, but you can't go anywhere without seeing it because they keep making comments. All the headlines are going, will he be invited back? Like, even he said it on stage, if I'm invited back. So you're apparently not allowed to swear at the Oscar. I did not know that. You're not supposed to say uh, certain words at the Oscar. And when he said, as I quote, keep my wife motherfucking name out your mouth. When he said that, it went, ooh, you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that. So that's where it was like, okay. But I, for one, round of applause for Chris Rock. I mean, he sat there and did not act immature about it. He knew he fucked up. He, he made a joke he shouldn't have made. He didn't immediately start trying to throw hands with Will. I wouldn't. I've seen his workout videos. But he didn't immediately try to throw hands. He didn't immediately try to sit there and, like, uh, get up in his face or nothing like that. He stayed calm shocked but calm it was like i just got bitch slapped by him and then even when will called him out for it all he said was it was a joke he said keep name out of mouth and then he he said i will i will it's like oh like he he was in that sense more responsible than will was at that moment where will got up on stage now even if it was defending his wife i'm on will's side 100 on will's side i'm just giving credit where credit's due I, I don't know if I would just stood there being like, Will Smith just slapped me in the face. I would have probably been like, bro, you want to go? We'll, we'll take off the shirts. Like, let's move. Um, but the I fact really he did. I freaking made the Oscars freaking interesting to watch at that point because we would have had a fight going on. <laughs> Dude, I, I would have I watched it. If someone would have said, we can't show this footage, I would pay top dollar for it. When I say top dollar, I mean like, uh, what is it? Twelve dollars for monthly subscription or something? I'll just pay twelve dollars for it. <laughs> maybe, maybe fifteen if they're lucky. Um, but you know, it, it was an interesting night, and now you can't go on social media without seeing something about it. My my sister sending me memes uh, about it. Uh, my brothers keeps yeah. messaging me stuff with it. It's just it's crazy. Jen sent me a bunch of Italian themed ones. Um, there's a very popular Italian song like when the moon hits your eye like the big the pizza, pizza pie, pie that's that's the more. so um, if, if I remember sorry hold on a second Charles let me just say that so there's a there, there, there's a meme where the hand is the pizza pie Will Smith is the moon and then Chris Rock is the eye and I was, oh it took me a second to figure that one out I, I, I like it I like yeah. it uh, now go go ahead Charles what were you going to say I'm freaking Will Smith might lose his Oscar for this. I don't think he will. And this is why I don't think he will. He gave that show more ratings than ever had. I guarantee it. I 100%. Like, people... We don't talk about, like, a lot of stuff that happens in that kind of area. And we're talking about it. Like, yep. We're, yep. we bring it up. There's a guy who just... On TikTok, who just goes after, like, troll accounts on TikTok and being like, we're gonna get you off TikTok and everything else. 
he posted a clip of it going what the fuck did i just watch and it's just showing the clip and i'm like even you did it <laughs> like this i guarantee you he's not gonna lose it um i don't think you can officially lose an oscar wait no i think someone did lose an oscar i'm gonna i'm gonna unquote myself there um but uh, I don't. I don't think he's gonna lose it though. I think I because I of the rating. If, he if Kevin that. Spacey ever got an Oscar, I wonder what the status of that would be. It's just like, like there are many, many people who are you know assaulters in in Hollywood. So there's a, there's a lot of things that a lot of people got away with, and you know, Me Too cleared out some, but not all of them. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um but what? Yeah. Go. Go ahead. You're just going to ask, but like, you're just going to be like, all right, so what do you guys think? Is that yeah, what you're going to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah going to say? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, as a, so when you mentioned that, you know, Chris Rock, he just like, you know, he, he took it, he stood his ground, um, and he just tried to carry on. Um, that is a sign, like, Chris Rock is one of the most legendary com living comedians, and he will probably be one oh, yeah. of the most legendary comedians when he passes. Um, and comedians have to deal with some pretty harrowing circumstances especially when they're coming up so they're made of strong stuff and so getting that's probably like not even the worst assault he's endured on stage so he that that kind of um composure is something that you only get from years decades worth of of, of tangible experience because one thing about comedians too um stand-up comics especially and there is that the distinction is that you you get to do your your material you build up like an hour you get to do a special you know what you have to do next you're starting from scratch yep. basically you got to generate all new material and work on a whole new routine and it, it is easier in that they can now show up to pretty much any club they want and be like oh my god chris rock you're you're here and yeah. Chris Rock's like, okay, is it cool if you squeeze me on? And it's like, yeah, of course, of course, everybody pushes a guy currently on stage. You get the fuck out of here. It's Chris Rock. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I made that up, but I wouldn't be surprised if that happened numerous times. Um, oh, guaranteed. And so, you know, they, they have more momentum going into their, their, their next work, but they still have to continue generating new material. So they get to deal with a lot of that, like, early level frustration every time they want to put out a, you know, a new album. So yeah. it's a it's a hard job, but it really does make for some of the most composed um, uh, performers out there. So um, credit to the to the, the comedy community and for Chris Rock for really being a beacon for like the professional joke tellers of the world. That's the first thing I want to say. Second thing I want to say is about is about uh, Will Smith. So as far as like you know physical assault goes, um, one can never condone that kind of behavior. No, we just can't. Um, it's uh, it, I, I i myself uh, had an altercation with a family member uh, a few years ago and as a result i was excommunicated some, voluntarily for like two and a half years before we were able to start rebuilding bridges and it was just one slap but it, it cost me a lot of years with my family and and a lot of grief it really goes a long way so it's just not an acceptable part of society yeah. Uh, I, I on as a as a counterpoint to that, people think, well, we know words don't hurt. Uh, they uh. do. Well, words don't. Words aren't physical. Uh, they are. You know, words and speaking are sonic sound waves that we project from our mouths that send encoded messages to other people that can cause harm. Yeah. And the the and uh, you know some people, many people are rather sensitive, and are going to be harmed even if the intention wasn't there. 
but intentions are, are have very little bearing on results. And so people can be harmed by words and words are a physical thing. Um, it's not, it's not this woo woo magic part of the, of the world that, you know, that could just be brushed off. It, it, it does totally have an effect. So I understand the, the cause and effect of it. The number one thing that I admire Will Smith for is his, is his outburst afterwards, the way he, he shouted at him because I can't stand veneer, especially when you come like it doesn't get any worse than award shows. Uh, everybody puts on their 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 best looks and 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 wear their 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 most expensive smiles, uh, and and you know everybody pret and pretends like everybody is okay and and every and everything is happening and it's all and like. You know, I remember one year, you know, during the Trump administration, they're like, you know, we live in fascist times. I'm like, no, you don't. You wouldn't be able to say that on national TV. And it's so fake. And I love that moment where reality actually sets in for mm -hmm. for a few seconds and you really see a, 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 a person um, humanized in that moment. Uh, okay. I, 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 I admire that. Uh, I love that kind of bravery. Some people will call it toxic. Some people will call it insecure. Call it whatever the hell you want. That to me is a moment of actual humanity. I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, because for for one, um, Will Smith goes on when he's accepting awards. He kind of goes into exactly what you just stated. Um, maybe in shorter words because he's on stage. He's trying to hurry up and get off. Um, but he kind of goes through that exact same spiel when he accepts his award. Um, but it's just, especially like the whole idea of like, you gotta have that backbone to you, but you also can't let that take you and make you have decisions. And the fact he, honestly, the fact that Will Smith did like stand up, get on stage, do that. He could have just decked the man. And I'm not, I'm not saying he should have. I'm not saying whatever. I love Chris Rock and I love Will Smith. They're both amazing people. Um, and I would still love to meet him no matter what, even if I have to get punched by Will Smith. Uh, hint, hint. Um, so if, if that's what it takes, not, not, never. I need to make sure it's stated. I won't cause me to say anything about his wife. I want to make sure that is a hundred percent stated. Make sure there's not a meme made out of this in the future. Um, but no, it's you know he stood up for her, and apparently she is going through uh, some medical stuff. And that's why I was a little sensitive. Plus, the night was sensitive and everything else. Um, but physical harm to another person, you know, is obviously, you know, really frowned upon. You shouldn't do that. Um, uh, oh, but, uh, sorry, real quick. It's uh, yeah. alopecia. Alopecia. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think it was either Pisia or Pisha. Probably Pisha. Uh, alopecia, that's what um, it's the hair loss condition. For some people, yeah. it's just like patches. Like you'll lose like clusters of hair. Um, and so in those cases, people will often just shave the whole thing off because at that point, shaving off is, I mean, it's not a better look, but at least it's consistent. If people have wondered what the joke was, it had to freaking deal with like G.I. Jane. Yep. And that was not a right joke for uh, Chris to make, um, but he made it. But that, once again, goes to show you, you know, doesn't matter how much money you got, doesn't matter how famous you are, you can still fuck up. And, you know, Will Smith, in the moment, should he handled it better? Maybe, but he wasn't doing it for him. He was doing it for her. And that's where I give a lot more leadway to. Um, I don't think this will affect his future in showbiz. 
um but i do feel like it will affect like how some people see him especially not knowing the full details just people seeing the meme showing that he's just smacking chris rock across the face he's smacking the zebra from madagascar you know i don't want <laughs> i don't want that to sit there and start being a thing and that's what people see him as is the man who killed marty um so i just i want to make sure that like i i, I don't know i i have applause will from doing it but then i'm also like he shouldn't have done it and then the same thing goes to chris like he kept his cool he kept his level head he knew he fucked up especially once will raised his tone he knew he fucked up he didn't apologize i don't remember hearing an apology if he did you can argue with me in the comments i don't remember hearing an apology at that moment in time but still uh he realized he fucked up he kept he kept everything else to himself um we'll probably hear more about this next week because if i see even one news clip about will smith talks about what he said or uh chris rock a response to will smith doing it i'm gonna be all over it 100 percent. like i'll be all over it like russia is on the ukraine <laughs> uh yeah politics charles uh your opinions on the situation no. not the ukraine stuff uh will smith and rock, uh chris rock <laughs> honestly the way i see it is that will smith was just defending his wife regardless of whatever the relationship situation is even oh if it's, it's a situation one, all right if it had if it was me thinking that this dude freaking i don't care who he is he's freaking saying shit i don't freaking appreciate him saying about my freak the one i'm married to who i'm in love with i think i want to just be slapping him i'd be freaking beating the ever-living shit picking up out of him freaking even if it's live on live tv and on stage in front of people I'd be freaking kicking the motherfucker's fucking ass. Probably not something you want to say publicly. <laughs> uh, I get it. I get it. Principally, I, get it. I have to support you. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're all friends here. We're all, we're all friends. We're not going to talk no shit. Uh, we're just all going to be friends here and just... You're, you're a god, Charles. You're you're a god, da daddy. God, sorry. What, da daddy? <laughs> uh, but no, I definitely, I definitely get where you're coming from. I, I do the same thing with uh, Brit. You know, I bet everyone will do the same thing uh, to the people they love. Obviously, you just want to protect them. Um, and you know, it, it is what it is. Um, now I will once again will reiterate that we don't condone violence. You know, there's other ways to handle it um but i said that dick wide would give us that bad review <laughs> <laughs> and then he's going down <laughs> uh but you know when it when it's all said and done though um you know it got it got the oscars a lot of views and it got that specific part a lot of views when the main page on youtube i'm pretty certain the main page on youtube had that clip posted so quick <laughs> like next year they're gonna sell out they're gonna hundred percent sell out. I guarantee it. Um, what was I about to tell you, Alan? Airsoft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I swear that's a drinking game. Whenever Charles pulls right? out a gun, I, I hope so. <laughs> hope that's an airsoft. <laughs> oh my god, that's the most coy look on Charles's face that I've seen yet. It's like, uh, yeah. It must be wrong. It's obviously a uh, super soaker. 
you like being soaked in your own fluids uh that is a, that is a way well uh speaking of uh fluids um so we have uh another thing that happened this week uh borderlands came out has nothing to do with you know what? Let's let's make it about fluids. Um, so Borderlands came out and had a bunch of eighteen-year-olds juicing in their pants about it. And uh, see, fluids. There we go. Let's get it. I thought of that last second. Actually, I had the joke boiling for a minute. Boiling because I'm still using fluids. And yeah, got it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt your flow. Ah, thank you. Yeah, you know, uh, juices are going. Never. No. Uh, it's like, why, why would we do that? It's, it's, it's a podcast. Who cares? I want to live. <laughs> well, we want to live, not be controlled. Russia. Um, so, uh, but Borderlands, Borderlands release, uh, on like Wednesday. Um, now I, I'm a Borderlands fan. I really became a fan after Borderlands 3. Charles has been a true Bullen fan since it came out. Uh, Joseph, are you a Borderlands fan? No, I... I, I played it. Uh, I maybe I just wasn't playing it under the right circumstances. But I was mentioning this to Charles before we recorded. But like, I I'm not a fan of games where you shoot something a lot and it doesn't die. Like, you just hit something with bullets and and, and numbers come up. Uh, for me, there's a big disconnect there. And if you remember what I said uh, in previous episodes about like, you know, what kind of experience do I want to give my, my subconscious? Um, we have a difficult time reconciling hitting things with bullets only for them to not die. Uh, so and then in the, in the, in the, in the, in the looting side of it, um, d many people think that I'm like a big fan of looting because I was a really big fan of Diablo 2. But for me, the looting was like my least favorite part of Diablo 2. For me, I love that game because once you have a full party of eight players, it turns into like a real-time strategy where you have so many uh, of your own uh, characters slash units on screen and there's a lot of chaos going on. So this uh, the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay was what made that thing so much fun, not the looting. So okay. uh, uh, the art style is uh, is a huge up, though. Uh, the art style is, is fantastic. And, and again, I think for me, it's just a matter of like, I need to play it in the right circumstances and the right environment to see it at its best. And I don't feel like I've had that opportunity yet. So I, I, yeah. I get that. A lot of people were the same way about Borderlands 3. Uh, they thought uh, it wasn't as fun, especially playing like by yourself um, or like a late night game. You get home from work and play it. A lot of people didn't really see it like that. Um, Charles is actually not a fan of playing it really solo. Um, but this one... Uh, apparently got a lot of people like switched around uh they really like this solo or with friends um so for me and charles being both uh borderlands fans uh we ended up playing it on sunday yeah sunday we ended up playing it sunday night for about six hours and uh so we can we could dip our toes into it a little bit um i want to hear uh from charles real quick um uh, i want to know your opinions on the game would you recommend it and at what star rating would you give it from a one to five. I think the game has been pretty fun so far from what I've played on both characters. Um, they only just got to the part where we got, ran into Mr. Tori because of course they were going to have him in the game and, um, and only like and, um, our characters that you mean Richard are playing are only like level 14 or something or, some, or 15 I forget. Mm -hmm. We're only like a, a some only like a part way through the game, but it's pretty much been really fun so far and everything. 
And um, I would recommend it if people like Borderlands and everything. Because this game's been the most fun I've pl had playing a Borderlands game in a while. And I liked the Bo Borderlands 3 a lot. And I'd, pre sequels are right. I just didn't really like playing that game all that much. And, uh, and I Borderlands 2 is still one of the is still like the best one, but this one's a, a pretty good competition in that one. And I would get and I would give this one as far as like a star rating out of depending on if it's like out of five or out of ten, I'd give it like a four out of five personally. Okay, okay, that's uh that's pretty good. Um, so I uh, obviously lots of fun. Uh, actually, fun fact. Uh, since my tooth woke me up at four a.m., I was playing Borderlands at four a.m. Um, I hopped on a, made my own personal character, uh, that run through the game and, uh, yeah, I, it was one of those games I truly just sat down with for a little bit, played, played it out until we hit, uh, to the same part, uh, where we stopped, uh, last night. I played a new character, played it up to that point. Cause I don't want to know what's further without, uh, without the team build. Uh, so I have my own little guy and I have like our guys. And so I'm just going through that. Um, but the definitely that we found. Oh, I found dude. I'm literally every area I've been to. I maxed out all the dice. I've, I have all the dice in every area. I have, I am locked hundred percent. It's been amazing. Um, no legendaries on my playthrough. Not even one yet. No, <laughs> my loot's high, but not a single legendary yet. So I'm disappointed. A little bit disappointed in Borderlands right now. Um, I think get the freaking legendary drop rate in this one. I'm like, we're Borderlands 3 every time you turn around, just about you figure beginning on the drop almost always. Yeah, but that was still fun. Now, like, the looting side of that one was a little bit more entertaining because you got a big storage thing to store your legendaries in. It made you actually want to collect it, knowing that it was still hard to get, it was still random to get, and that you could still, like, kind of collect them as you play through the game. This one, I don't know if we can go through and collect them. I think you get them and you use them. Like, you literally don't have much of a choice uh, other than that. Um, but... I will say definitely fun. Uh, highly recommend uh, people to play it. Um, will will I say like everyone should? No. If you haven't played, if you're not a fan of D and D, let's let's go with that because they do a lot of D and D stats. So you actually get a character sheet. Uh, you get to show like if you want to be a melee fighter and things like that, or a spellcaster thing. There's just like so much detail you can put into it, even designing your character. Uh, I made mine look like Thor uh, from the Marvel series. Uh, Richard made his look like a red version of Thanos um, or a Hellboy knockoff uh, that didn't make the OC. cut. Uh, what, Charles? Mine was an OC. Yeah, yours was an OC. Um, we picked on Charles because he didn't get a legendary till literally the end of it. Me and Richard got, God, I got a motherfucking gun. Suck it. But we, we have more legendaries than you right now. So I hate to be that guy. And I was the first one to get one. So I am boiling some waters here, but, uh, but a scale to one out of five though. I, I honestly give it a three. And the reason I'm giving it a three right now is just because we haven't played much further through it to really get a lot of details. But if you're not a fan of Borderlands, I don't know if you would actually enjoy it. Like, and that's the hard part I was thinking about. I was like, if you haven't played a Borderlands game in your life, every game that gets released, you should expect an audience that never played a Borderlands game and see how they respond to it. I don't think they would. I think unless they're a big D&D fan that wanted that little oomph. But even then, I don't know if they would actually do it. So for 
that side of it, I'm giving it a three out of five because I feel like there is there is something there that more people would probably lean towards playing it versus the seeing going nah. Um, I would uh, I would want to go one step further and say not only should you um, not assume that the player hasn't played any Borderlands, you should not assume that the player has ever played a video game in their entire lives. Yeah, that's it, true. It, you actually have to make that assumption, and you will see when game designers uh, respect that. Like, yeah. uh, Master Chief, you, we 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 need, we need you. It's uh, it's kind of a tough situation. Oh, okay. Well, where do I go? Uh, yeah, before you do that, we just need to calibrate your um, your your, your visor. Can you just look up? Uh, can you uh, can you up. do a right, task down. command real quick? <laughs> All right, uh, left. Okay, right. Uh, okay, okay. Here's again. Yep. You guys are having me do this. Yeah. Hey, so it it's, so? it's it's it. I I I'm sure that there's plenty of examples where uh, designers don't do it. Mm -hmm. or deliberately want to obfuscate it for everybody regardless like with um the soul series i respect them for that let me tell you uh there, there there's a game series that i'm pretty sure everybody who plays that game has at least played one other video game first oh yeah pretty sure but it is still a reasonable expectation to um guide or try to ease the player into it even if they have never picked up a controller before in their life uh it's not really practical because for the most part i'm sure players move from one game to the next but it can happen yeah. and you and you want to be prepared for that because oftentimes a player will bond with their early experiences and will become long-term fans from that because not only do they learn how to play that game in particular but they learn how to play games in particular and that discovery is associated with that property. So yeah. trying to bring in new players from wherever the hell they may be is a part of a business strategy for, for the long term. Yeah, I but and this is this is why um this is why I really stated a little bit on I don't think they nailed that right was because if you haven't played a Borderlands game, you're going from a you're you're literally buying a game that's set in a comic book kind of uh graphics that not a lot of people are fans of and then you get a shooter game out of it and you get a dnd style game out of it and then you get a storyline that might not make sense at all to you it's just Bro. you literally spawn and you're playing dnd there's nothing else like it really does for you so i feel like they didn't do a good job at in your uh perspective of a guy who doesn't even play video games, like a guy that doesn't play video right. games, I don't feel like they would want to play. There's just so much there to try to walk you into. Um, and then if you are a fan of Borderlands, I feel like you attach to this so quick. But it's just there's so much unravel. Call of Duty is simple. It's a military game. You're trying to save the day. You get missions. You get it done. That seems relatively simple. You got um, you got destiny. You're an alien of some sorts. You're there to get a mission done, shoot things, beat the game. It's relatively simple. Borderlands, you play through a story. You're making your characters, uh, do your side missions, do your main objective. And I guess that could be the same thing, but it's not though, because there's poor corn, so you can collect all the collectibles through the game, so you can get better loot, loot things. And if you're a guy who hasn't played a video game, I don't think you would like, especially this Borderlands. A Borderlands I would recommend to would be Borderlands 2 or 3. You don't have to play a Borderlands game, a Borderlands game, to really enjoy that. 
But this one, I feel like you really have to be a fan of Borderlands to want to play it. And I feel like they did not do that well uh, for their marketing idea. And a lot of the stuff they bring up, you don't get it. But there is some good Easter eggs. I found a SpongeBob Easter egg that I love. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's a, uh, you know that skeleton guy? Uh, the skeleton guy in SpongeBob with the like juice uh, soda hat on his head? Yeah. He's in the cemetery. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot I seen that guy too on my first character and I was like, yep. I swear this guy's a reference or something that'll come up in a mission later. Yep, it's a it's a SpongeBob reference. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. That's one of the first Easter eggs I found so far that's outside of Borderlands. And that's another thing too, is when Easter eggs go outside of Borderlands, like Borderlands 2, Borderlands 3, they had Minecraft Easter eggs, they had Halo Easter eggs, they had all these different Easter eggs for other games. So if you played other games, you played it, or you might search up Easter eggs of Halo, and you might see on a list, Borderlands is in there. That game actually looks kind of, let me play it. And that might get you into it. So far, I don't oh. I don't see that. I don't see that. Oh, a couple of lines of text actually references the Dragon's Keep DLC in, in Wonderlands. And, and see, that's great, except that you haven't played a Borderlands. And that that's kind of where I'm like really at with uh, their idea for Tiny Tina's Wonderland. If they don't feel like they grasp a brand new player that hasn't played Borderlands. And they definitely didn't grasp a brand new gamer. Um, and kids are turning 18 all day long. I didn't realize Borderlands was the 18 and up game. Had no idea uh, until a kid popped in my stream today. and <laughs> was like, see, you were playing Borderlands. My dad said, no, I couldn't watch. I'm only 17. I went, oh, why are you on here? <laughs> I don't, if you're not allowed to play Borderlands, I don't think you're allowed to watch me. But okay, cool. I'll take the viewer. All the Borderlands games have always been rated M. They're, so, for like, they're supposed to be for like people at least 18 years old. But they don't show titties, man. You don't show titties. Don't make it mature. <laughs> I just want point. Not in this one, no. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Moxie's not in this one. Her titties aren't flopping around. Neither is Ellie. So you know what? It's not there. It's not there. Um, as we know of. Yeah, as as we know of right now. As we know of right now. Um, but like I don't know if they have freaking slot machines in the game, and I'm hoping that they don't. I hope they do, boy. Uh, I really hope they do. Uh, but to finish up our uh, Borderlands topic, uh, I just looked at the time and uh, got shocked. Um. So the wrap up our Borderlands uh, topic, if you're a Borderlands fan, make sure to give it at least a may, maybe a watch. Uh, watch one of those uh, YouTube videos like before you buy. Uh, they will probably go through it really well and tell you like what to expect from it. I really enjoy those guys. Uh, those guys who do like before you buy, watch this. They do a good job at telling you if this is a game you want to see while showing you parts of the game that aren't spoilers. And if there are one, they'll be like, skip over here so you don't see it or we don't tell you it um so uh yeah i highly recommend that um our next uh charles do you have anything before i go blast on to the next one do you have any last thoughts about borderlands all i know is i just hope that they fix the issues that's freaking caused that caused the game to freaking crash and lag at times oh god yeah let's talk about that for a second so the game so this is this is where i attack the makers of borderlands sorry 2k the game crashes on consoles oh, i never went to the washroom but um yeah yeah that, that works so i just thought it was just funny when we were fighting that one guy if we go to attack when next thing you know, he doesn't attack and the game just freaking freezes like the freaking when there's an explosion on the screen it's like what the f yep so 
when the game crashed because of that the game breaks a lot it freezes up has nothing to do with an internet connection so you have those problems the audio is not accurate at all i had my headphones up to max i've had my tv up to max it is so quiet it was not even it was like i was playing with no sound on besides the explosions happening that was the only thing you could hear clear as day and when through all the audio settings there's nothing you could do on pc it is different you can really adjust your volumes and stuff especially through your party chat and your game audio you can adjust that better um but no dedicated drops which is something that people complain about yep. borderlands it took forever for them to fix for some reason yet now we're gonna have to go through that all over again and freaking loot for that matter is freaking gimp to all hell just relying yep. on that loot number freaking that thing was glitching out on us too or at least on the loot end, number was glitching out your money count glitches out a lot i noticed that so I went back on the stream to get some, uh, get that one clip of me shooting a guy out of bounds. And um, <laughs> I went to go get that clip. And as I'm getting that clip, I realized, like, as we're in, like, that uh, over overworld, we, uh, it, I went to a money thing and it showed I ha only had a thousand gold coins. I went, that's, that's weird. I thought I had over 50,000 at this point. Yeah, once we loaded back in, I had 50,000. So there's a lot of glitches to the game I feel like they're going to have to fix, hopefully sooner than later. Um, it's still playable, but it's one of those games where I, since they didn't have a proper beta, we're seeing the, uh, we're seeing the outcomes of it. And if you're playing with friends, be prepared for shit to break left and right. A hundred percent. Yeah. With brand Especially new Xbox consoles to older Xbox consoles, be prepared for the game to just crash. Um, so there's kind of the last, uh, topic. There's the good, there's the bad Borderlands. Uh, Joseph, I'm going to let you take it away on, uh, as one may say on why, uh, the game stores are shutting down. So uh, I have two separate articles here. Uh, this one is, uh, well, this one's a little bit older, but it's uh, it was a source I was referencing a video called um, I'm Now Pro Piracy, Thanks Nintendo, by uh, <laughs> Review Tech USA. Um, more commonly known as... And the, the, really the, the, the article that kicked this off, so one of them was like Sony's PS3, PSP, and Vita digital stores reportedly closing for good this summer. Uh, and that got a lot of backlash, and I uh, believe they replaced that. But uh, the main article here is Nintendo closing 3DS and Wii U shops in 2023 has no plans to offer classic content in other ways, which uh, led to the I'm now pro piracy, uh, thanks Nintendo video, which... You know, once you actually watch the video, it's not actually like all piracy. It's just retro piracy. So what is retro piracy? It's if a game is no longer accessible via the marketplace, it um, I don't know what kind of wear it becomes. Something like vaporware. I don't know. But it is uh, on it could, it could be disappeared forever. It could be excommunicated. Yep. And so by the effort of fans who are passionate about these games, they find ways to preserve these games for the future. Now, I totally support this. I know like sailing the high seas has always been a touchy subject, but this is one area where I have no problem um, with what they're doing, which is um, getting ROMs and being able to emulate games that are not for sale anymore. Now, what would be the counter argument for this? It's not a very good one, but it exists, which is these companies want to 
um, cultivate a gameplay experience that they want their players to have. And therefore, if players are going to spend time playing games, then the designers and the publishers want them to play these games and not these games. They want them to spend money here, spend their time here, and not on these things. So you can imagine if people are still fixated on Wii U games and 3DS games, they're not going to have very much, maybe they might not have as much game time to spend money on the things that are currently coming out. So again, I don't think it's a strong argument, but that's that that's it yeah um and then the main uh issue um and this ties into a much bigger problem which is the slow decline of games ownership where um throughout the varying console life cycles we're less and less spending money on games that we can own with a certain level of pride and we seem to be spending money more on these limited experiences that may or may not happen to come in a package with this with the CD. It's the difference between, say, like, you know, going to a playground and being allowed to bring our own things to play with and not having our own things to play with and going to the playground and playing whatever it is they give us and and expecting to enjoy it. Uh, not being allowed to bring our own baseball gloves, our own bats, our own our own whatever, um, mm-hmm. just being forced to use whatever tools they want, or just not have any fun at all. So there there there, there there's a lot going on there. Um, but one standard that I've always set when it came to games ownership is: Do I have the same pride for owning this game that I do for owning Settlers of Catan? Right? Y'all come over. Let's say we want to play Settlers of Catan. The box is there. All the pieces are there. The instructions are there. We can play the game. You get the expansions for it, but I don't really care, right? It's a complete mm-hmm. c- closed contained experience, and that's what games should be. Yep. And we continue to move into this dystopian environment where we're paying for games that aren't even done for a limited time, and then and then we're going to lose access to it. Yep. Or at least pieces of it, right? Like I bought Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Uh, and I only, I only, it's lucky for me, I only paid a quarter of the price because I only got a quarter of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel, I feel like especially, um, when it comes down to a lot of places where, you know, especially when you would go with like, um, uh, what, what, how do you use the piracy words? Um, Failing the high seas. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, like the actual pirating side. Retro piracy? Retro piracy. Yeah. yeah. So I, this is, this is something that I kind of go back and forth on because let's be honest. If you play Xbox half, you don't own half your games. Let's, let's just all be honest about that. If you have an Xbox, you don't own half your games anymore. You have game pass. You don't own that. You download these games. You don't own any of it. And so that's that's where i keep going back to is like because i know a lot of people would be like piracy is wrong and especially for doing this but if they don't sell a copy of a game anymore and you have these people not scalping anyone but you have these people that want to give everyone else the experience they got given and like you were saying sitting down with like the board and the game and all that you have the full experience there and you want to help share that as best as possible I don't feel like why that's a big deal. I don't feel like why that's illegal. I feel like you're just trying to share the game. And I might have, I might be a little bit off subject there. You're saying a lot of big no, words. No, I, My five I IQ a, can't catch up. I have a good response up. to that. Um, this is uh, uh, um, another point in 
in support or in defense of, of publishers. Um, there's a, a YouTuber, pretty popular, most people know him, especially if you're a gamer, called uh, Video Game Donkey. Okay. Uh, known for